Welcome to Use Your Words Podcast. My name is Paul. It is May, therefore it is Mental Health Month. Uh, And for those of you who have listened before, uh, I think I brought it up more than once that mental health is somewhat of a passion project of mine. So let's go ahead and talk about it and what changes are coming up due to that. Why are you, Josh, why are you like all shucking over there? Because I just see him like, oh, shucks over on the side. And I'm like, oh, whoopsie doopsie. What do we do over here? What did we bring up? What does old man Josh want to say now about technology? What is he scared of? <laughs> this enforcer says you're an old man now, so. And you, you have to catch me I can catch you, you up with yeah, that. All right, all right. We'll catch you up later, old that man. That has nothing. <laughs> I have passed off the title of old man. <laughs> should, should I start getting touch of gray? Oh, Josh Brewer. The, always the one to push it to the next level about his oldness. And the day that he has to start using touch of gray will be to me uh, on multiple levels. I see you. Do you now? I don't know. Maybe. He's got a dog and a cat now and a wife. Oh, now. yeah, because that, all that's so stressful. Anyways, welcome to another episode of Use Your Words Podcast. I'm Paul, joined once again by Mr. Aaron Johnson himself, mm. the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, yeah. The one who has his arms crossed and is closed off from the rest of the world. Yeah. But yeah. it is now May 2021. We have been in this pandemic for well over a year and two months. We are finally starting to see things starting to normalize. We're starting to see festivals saying, yes, we're still going to be going on this year. I'm waiting for them to still be canceled last week beforehand. So things are still up in the air, but people are starting to see some normalcy coming back. And what we're starting to see now is that mental health, it may be becoming more and more of an issue going forward. Now, why I say that is I was recently in a company meeting for where I work at and A, they revealed, hey, guess what? We have partnered now with Talkspace and we talked about that was one of those texting apps. I was like, oh, yay, I can text any time and get a response. With, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the most excited about that. But I'm going to go see a, therapist, a therapist. And it was funny because I know there's a decent amount of therapists in Milwaukee area. And they're like, oh, there's such a shortage of therapists. Huh? Come again now? <laughs> It's like, there's a decent number. So, uh, but regardless, you know, they good on my company for adding talk space to the benefits package, right. even though I'm not the biggest fan of it, it might help people uh, who need just maybe someone to chat with and that, and that's fine. I, I, I'm not disparaging the app or the people who, but it's also, you know, mental health awareness month in May, but also on the call that uh, with work, they were talking about how they're expecting, and they had a doctor on to talk about this. So it wasn't just like company executives talking about this. They had a doctor, how they're expecting now with people starting to potentially return to work and that they're, they're, they're expecting to see a lot of anxiety oh, yeah. and, and all this or some other mental health conditions, depression that come about because, oh my goodness, we're now going to be returning back to the office where uh, I can get COVID again. Oh, no. Um, what and again, there's still research being done on the eff- effectiveness of can you get COVID twice? Can you how effective is the vaccine? How effective variants? Blah 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 blah. All that research is ongoing, so anything that's said now will be out of date within like a week because it seems to change like every day at this. But regardless of fact, I was glad to see during the middle of the conversation that my company was like, yes, mental health is a thing that's happening. Yes, it's a good thing. I wish it was said it's mental health awareness month, everyone. Hey, uh, let's be aware of mental health and its impact on our overall health. But the fact is, I'm glad that they saw 
that it is something we talked about. And that's something that I'm glad to be seeing in general in society as a whole is that people are a little more open to talk about mental health now than they were even just a couple years ago. Uh, now, I will admit fully, the church, I think, has been lagging behind on that. There have been, there, there are exceptions to it. I'm not saying every church. So when I say the church, I'm talking about big C church as in the global church, not the little C church as in local church. I'm talking big C church, global church has been kind of lagging behind with certain little C churches being neutral to advocate, you know, neutral at, at, at worst, advocates at best, you know, and then you have some churches, again, little C's, that are just, oh, to pray it away. You just uh, pray that sin out of your life and to ask God to give you more faith. And to those people, <sighs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. I, I can't tell you how, how hard it is to not want to yell at those people to not to not beat them over the head with a baseball bat and say who do you think you are <sighs> and i say that because i'm on the other side of the fence because i've been on the on the side that's been affected who's had someone in my own life tell me i just need to pray hard <sighs> that i need to ask for more faith and i know how devastating that is. that that hurt a lot and so that's what it's like I know beating them upside the head with a baseball bat and yelling at them is not going to change their mind <laughs> at all at all so that that's why that's not my first, well that may be my um gut emotional response that is not the uh, logical response that I know needs to happen but so yeah mental health hey welcome back to that we're here again in May for that and I wish I could say a lot of things have changed since last May with mental health in that regard uh, uh, the pandemic and that. But actually, it might have gotten worse. So one of the studies I was reading recently was saying that some of the side effects of the vaccine uh, for the COVID vaccine actually may be due to anxiety over the vaccine. Because, you know, it's it's hyped up in the news that there might be side effects, which is true. There might be side effects. Uh, and each the side effects are going to be different per person, per back, for your age, your health, blah, blah, blah. And what they're finding is that the anxiety over potential side effects may be actually leading to actual physical side effects. Ooh. So in other words, they're literally thinking themselves sick. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to be sore. I don't want to be down. I don't want to da 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 da. And because they're so anxious over it, it ends up they get some of those things. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Though. Yeah. So some of the COVID vaccine side effects are not actually side effects of the vaccine. They're just side effects of fear and anxiety. Well, it, mm, what? I can. Well, I guess. I mean, yeah. Especially with all this COVID stuff being a thing, I can definitely see how it's just whoosh ramped up. Yeah. Uh, even um. Oh gosh, just even uh, one wolf with kids. Um, not going to friends as much and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard about kids like one not even wanting to go out in public because they don't want to catch this virus. Right. It, which it's 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 hard to hard to I guess tell them that they'll probably be okay for. I mean, I'm talking about like kids like in elementary, like fifth grade kids, whatever. Um, that they'll be okay when you know, obviously. Uh, trying to think of like you know you'll see parents will tell you one thing but then you see something on tv just over and over and over and over again. parents might be like you'll be okay but then when you keep seeing like horror story type things on tv it's like who i listen to as a kid that's very like i feel like that would be very i don't know well i guess to a point traumatic point it's like do i listen to mom and dad and trust them or do i trust the tv that's telling me all these other things um but yeah like hearing 
like about little kids one not even wanting to go outside because they didn't want to get sick and stuff like that and then just being taken away from that social interaction though kids like i can't imagine if i didn't have friends growing up and having that interaction with yeah and a lot of kids have been in that situation for over a year now yeah where they haven't seen their friends except maybe on zoom calls and that again that's better than nothing it is but you you can't play that way you can't you'll run around with the screen you can't like whack each other with sticks that way no yeah you drop the computer and be like oh well, mom dad we need a new computer <laughs> until they have fully vr environments where you can jack your brain into the internet oh my gosh and then you have a sword art online situation and then no one will ever want to be on the internet again for those of you unaware it's a japanese anime they uh use a vr machine to up to essentially connect to the internet and play a full immersive vr and then the creator of the program essentially put a uh, some code in the game where if they disconnect from the game without beating the game they die in real life it destroys their brain so oh, <laughs> so that that's why i mean a sword art online incident so it's a little intense it's a little <laughs> intense yeah that, that's just a quick like overview like obviously there's a lot more to it but that's the, just a quick that so even with as far as like fear i've seen I don't, know, I don't know if you've seen it there was one video that i had seen where this girl loses her mind in an elevator oh yeah you saw that when yeah, someone so, else was going to go in, but this person's just like screaming and like at one point, just sure she was just crying. So what? So what? The video aired talking about the girl. Uh, she was in the elevator, and someone else is coming in. Now here's the thing: the elevator is like a glass or metallic inside, so you could see the reflection of the person recording and the girl in the or young woman i don't know how exactly her age she looked around that 18 yeah 17 18 19 uh age range so that's just a girl young woman uh she's like having a mental breakdown screaming and yelling of you're not masked up you're not properly this you're not properly that and you could see in the reflection the woman recording is masked up and the person uh, in the video is just And now people are going, well, maybe the person wasn't masked up when they entered the elevator. And that's a possibility. Right. But by the time we see the recording. She's got the mask on. It's masked up, you know, the way they're supposed to be in the elevator, blah, 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 blah. And. But then didn't it come between being like the distancing aspect? Yeah. Then you weren't socially distanced. And. But then it's like, well, you could still have later and just be socially. But a lot of people were making fun of the girl. young lady and like oh my goodness how crazy do you have to be like this but at the same time i look at it and i go i feel sorry for her because she's having a mental breakdown over this and people are just kind of laughing at her now i don't agree with the whole you know being going that hysterical over oh my goodness someone got more than six feet closer to me they're five feet (gasps) yeah okay i know okay i don't agree that you have to go that crazy but at the same time the fact that she has been isolated so much and indoctrinated with so much fear to the point where she's like i i need to um do this makes me kind of sad in that regard because i i can't imagine what must be going through her mind the amount of fear going on where she's just sitting there screaming over another person being in the same vicinity as her and i have a feeling we're gonna see that more and i say that because i was in a at a meeting recently somewhere and they were talking about lifting some restrictions where they're not going to require people that are going to a certain place to be uh, vaccinated you know you could Mm. you could be vaccinated or not if you go to this place whatever and people in the, the chat area 
and it was a private chat just for this this place they were freaking out how dare you how dare you let someone who's not safe come into the same building as me you know stuff like that you know people go oh they're they're karens you know that that whole terminology yeah, from the internet yeah. you know karen versus karen but at this i don't think they're karens i think they're just so scared they're so anxious over all this is going on they have been that fed nothing but fear yeah that we have to fear every little cough we have to fear every little sneeze we have to fear every little red eye every little fatigue that i'm going to die due to covid i'm not saying covid is not a bad i'm not saying covid is not deadly and that it has not killed people it has let's be honest okay we can argue and squabble about was COVID the real cause of some deaths or were some deaths, you know, com- comorbidities that, you know, are other related things other than COVID. We can squabble over that, okay? But let's be real. Re- real. COVID has killed people. What the number is, okay, let's, we can squabble a little bit, but it has killed them. But to be fed every second of the day, all this anxiety inducing numbers, it's like every time a new person gets COVID, it's like CNN and MSNBC and all that are like breaking news. New person has COVID. Thank you. We know. <laughs> it's gonna breaking happen. news. Persons die of COVID. Thank you. We know. Breaking. Yes. Thank you. We know COVID. And it's just on and on and on. It produces this anxiety where they just get so scared over the possibility of getting COVID. And all of a sudden they're like, but, but, but you're, you're not going to force everyone to do what I want them to do. Yes. And that's what happens. <laughs> and I feel bad for those because they are living in that same anxiety. They are living with that fear, with that crippling anxiety that Life is going to go bad all of a sudden. And it's not fun. I get it. And I think our news media is just as much to as our mental health um, system here in the U.S. over why that on. In fact, I would put social media, uh, the news media, as two of the biggest contributors to the decline in mental health over the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking, so for... All right, so there's there's the fear and anxiety and stuff from covid and all that jazz mm-hmm. you have the depression for people who are isolated yeah um i'm just trying to think because like there's there's obviously there's different kinds of i guess like mental yeah now i guess to, i guess to, like to get into that because there's like there's there's actual like you know some people have an actual like imbalance of chemicals in the brain mm-hmm. um and i guess so like i'm trying to think of like how's how it differs from people like that that actually have a physical difference versus, you know, then there's the people that are, you know, getting anxious and fearful of, say, the virus or whatever. And being anxious also is not, when fearful is not good for the body either. Yeah, you're right in both regards. So mental mental health is a broad spectator. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, it is a lack of literally mental health. Um, it literally is uh, a chemical imbalance. For me, that's what it is. For my depression, it's a chemical imbalance. You know, it, it's, I don't have enough serotonin in my brain. I'm taking the chemical that literally helps my brain keep mer- more serotonin in it than normal. You know, my body would normally dispose, you know, get rid of some of my serotonin and it helps me keep some of that serotonin there to help me keep me naturally in a better mood. You know, obviously I still have bad days in that, right? Right. So for me, chemically imbalanced, that's where I'm at. You know, and you can have chemical imbalance for anxiety and all that stuff too. What the news is doing, so it's literally almost like you could say conditioned in a way. Think of it this way. If you train the same way every day for a month, whether that be in the gym, on drums, you know, let's say you do a certain drum exercise every day for hours on day 
for a month. You're going to get pretty good at that. You're, that's going to get built into your brain. That's going to get something that you're used to. That's going to get something that you expect, right? You go to the gym for a month, you're lifting weights, you're going to get better and better at it. You're going to get running. Well, you're fed anxiety, things to be fearful of. You're getting more fearful every time you're hearing it every day for months on end. Yeah. <laughs> for hours at a time. Up. Now, will that lead to a chemical imbalance in your brain? Maybe, Maybe. it could. But really what it's doing is it's increasing that stress hormone, your cortisol and all that into your body. Your 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 stress is increasing. What happens when your stress increases? You have physiological changes. You have increased blood pressure. You have increased heart rate. You may have increased weight. You have trouble sleeping. You have memory issues. You have concentration issues. You're irritable. So the stress, stress yeah, the stress is a big change and it changes not just mentally but it changes me physically too and when you're fed nothing but stress every day this is what you need to be fearful of this is what you need to be fearful of. this is not what you need to be scared of this is what you need to be scared of that's all you get all of a sudden it's like wait hold on what <laughs> and and then when and then when all of a sudden it changes it's like wait a minute i don't have to be scared anymore what's this what what yeah. <laughs> i can go out <laughs> somewhere it, it, exactly it's going to take time to get people off of this anxiety high Mm -hmm. because let's be honest here where you like trump or not okay mm. when we were under the trump presidency all you heard every day was the bad numbers the bad news the bad this bad this about corona every day okay when biden got elected you know not elected but um inaugurated in as president you know yeah good everyone goes back to january Yep. January 6th. Yep. Uh, but anyways, when that happened, when the inauguration happened uh, back in January, it wasn't in, like an immediate light switch, you know, flip of bad to good, but it was a gradual changeover of like, oh, all these positive updates, you know, positive updates, positive updates. So people are still trying to come out of that, that uh, anxiety high of like just being fed all this negative fear, um, as I've heard it called the fear porn. Because you get addicted to looking at bad news, the things that mirrored, things that there. give you anxiety. It's a weird, it's a weird chemical addiction that you get because you know, just like you get people get pleasure out of watching porn because it's a chemical change in the brain, a dopamine right. hit. Some people get a similar hit in their brain from watch this bad news happening. My mom is one of those people who gets pleasure out of watching riots online. She <laughs> is one of those weird people, you know. Like I will go to her house to do something and she's like, Shh, I'm watching my riots. Oh my God. And she'll be watching like a YouTube person yeah. who has like four or five riots on the stream simultaneously, like on, and she's watching it on her phone. So she's watching on her phone, four or five different riot streams simultaneously. And she's like, I gotta watch my riots. <laughs> I could not do that. So you got, no, you got some people you. who get a little perverse joy out of watching these things this chaos happen but then at the same time you you have on the flip side people who just are getting anxious like oh, oh yeah. my goodness there's these riots happening oh my goodness this is happening oh my goodness you know and we've had more than just covid obviously over the past year we've had you know the various riots you know after george floyd passed summer of love passed away yep the summer of love over in chas chop you know so we we have all these things going on and that takes a toll on people. you can't have just purely negative news put people in isolation take away all their abilities to go out and socialize and blow off steam at festivals and that and then expect everyone to be mentally fit and healthy yeah feeling great yes no. i'm feeling great confined in my house being able to do nothing that's so wonderful and you wonder why people are having mental health issues 
Yeah, it doesn't do any good. And that's why I was I was really thankful, really thankful that I mean, for the whole COVID thing, my life didn't really seem to change much. I still had to go to work, interact with people and stuff because we were deemed essential. Mm-hmm. So that was great as far as my behalf going with that. And yeah, I I, I don't know because I know what was it? Uh, well, one of the guys. I mean, his kids. I mean, yeah, haven't gone to school in a while. They're they're back into school now, but they have. I know they have a day off some point in time during the week where they just learn from home. Yeah, hybrid learning for yeah. some in in class and some at home. Yeah, yeah. So try to prevent COVID spread in the classroom as much as possible. So what? I guess the thing I don't because they don't. I mean, some of this like kids sports things are still going on, which is good. I'm glad they are. Yeah. Now they are. They weren't last year. No, last year, no. But this year, it's back up. Okay, well, this is glad they got something they can do now as far as kids go. Because I am kind of curious as to how big of an uh, impact that would have. Like, if I were, I wasn't able to go out for, like, a year and just play with my friends like normal. Like, that'd be, like, not good, I'd imagine. Well, when you're a kid, you know, the perspective of time changes as you grow. When you're a kid, every day seems like it's forever. It's long. especially. Especially during the summer when things could go all day and it just was great, right? But not when you're adult, like every day is just like boom, fast. It, it's done yeah. in an instant type deal. But so when you're a kid, think about that when days last seemed like to last forever and you couldn't see your friends or do anything for a year plus. That that's not that's not helpful. That's not good, especially for those who are very in their in uh, very formative years of life, such as uh, middle and high school and their teenage, they're growing and they're learning how to interact socially, how to interact, how how to live life. And all of a sudden for a year, nope, you can't do it. it it's just, it's going to be really hard on them. Oh. And it has been really hard on the teens and the young adults. Uh, you know, you're finding a lot of young adults don't want to do anything. In fact, there's a lot of jobs that are hard pressed to find employees because a lot of people don't want to go back into the workforce. They're anxious over things or, and, or they're that, you know, cause right now with all the COVID relief packages and all that, some people depending on where they were working before might be work, making more money not working than they were working. Again, if they're working someplace that offered good salary, salary, like 15 an hour or whatever, they probably are not making more on unemployment stuff but but well, if, if they're making something good like 15 an hour you can bet they're probably still working yeah i mean i do well i guess you're going i don't know how much that mcdonald's and ford is paying hourly but i do remember hearing about them paying 50 bucks for somebody just to come in and have an interview um but as far as the no the whole like job well yeah being less jobs out there that is kind of freaky to see because then um, as well, we talked earlier uh, after church was the whole thing with the truck drivers and the gas, well, gas truck drivers, there being a shortage of that, which then will cause an increase. Well, I mean, not wouldn't be the only thing to potentially cause an increase in price and gas prices. Mm-hmm. But as other prices go up, that's just, I, I mean, I can only see that causing more and more stress to other people because as prices go up and if people can't afford it, that's going to just add stress to them especially if it's a necessity for their livelihood right need um which i mean gas is important well gas allows you to travel to get stuff like food and uh, other essentials paper towels toilet tissue etc stuff there's other one yeah which thankfully i this is the thing ah, this is why I, this is why i don't like technology as far as like with this whole like doordash stuff and you know we can just have everything brought to us you know just via phones 
And then at some point, hopefully your groceries or whatever will get delivered. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not too crazy on that. I would rather people just be able to go out get they have to go out and get their own stuff that they need because i mean yeah but that's providing jobs for want to do uh those short-term contract type jobs then who hopefully that will allow them to bring in some extra income and not have to worry about being all crazy yeah and, <sighs> there's so there's good in it too and so hopefully that'll help bring about some better mental health for those people for those people yeah it's just ah, it's so, i don't know it's it, it's it's difficult because I feel like there's like so many things that could branch off and just like cause so many different issues with people. And then mm-hmm. it's, man, I don't know. I mean, think about these you know, uh, store owners or whatever business owners that are trying to find people to work now, but they just can't get people to work. At some point, that's not going to be able to go on anymore. And it's like, what do you do then? Point. You can't even just find good, decent work so like a company can only stay up so long until they have to call it quits if they can't get good work yeah um which makes <laughs> i don't know makes me wonder uh, i don't know what does it make you wonder makes me wonder a lot of things well i guess one even for like our job we could definitely use a hand we can't seem to really get people okay. to come in well i guess through at least certain agencies or whatever like might send somebody in to help they don't show up sometimes at least the last few times, I guess they haven't. I don't know. But it's like, we aren't really slowing down on work. Like We'll have moments where we're kind of slow. But then you just get bombarded with, like, we're fighting to keep up and stuff like that from going behind. It's like, if it keeps getting bigger and bigger it's like we're only we're only gonna be able to keep up with so much so and then in that aspect you know if you can't keep up with stuff i mean you lose customers and that's not good either and then ah, it's just a mess i don't know the whole jobs thing makes me nervous i guess personally with keeping sane under control for those that don't have mental health issues i mean there's always going to be, oh, well, obviously there's people around that do have mental health issues. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about Um, I guess what are ways that, you know, for someone that doesn't fully understand what it is to have mental health issues, like how do you go about helping someone with that? Or it's like, what are do's and don'ts for someone okay. that... So first off, I'll say this. Because I don't, yeah, so I don't really, I don't know, do I? I don't know. I don't know what I am anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'll start off with this. Mental health is a broad spectrum of things. Mm-hmm. So that can be anything from anxiety to depression to bi- to schizophrenia to, you know, autism to there's a wide spectrum of what uh, mental health encompasses. Yeah. And so I can only talk to the some of the facets that I know. Right. I cannot talk on the bipolar, the autism, the schizophrenia. I can't talk because there are people with those diseases who have to deal with those things. And I can't tell you anything about them and how they feel or how they how you interact with them or anything mm-hmm. like that i can tell you about anxiety i can tell you about depression and how you interact with stuff like that so the first thing if you're not someone who is impacted by anything um where, where people will call you uh forgot what the it's some weird term it's like neurotypical oh, neurotypical if you're neurotypical as the, in other words, you don't have any uh, brain at all. Mm. Congratulations. I am glad for you. No, and, and, and that's <laughs> in real. all seriousness. Yeah. That is in all seriousness. Yeah. Okay. Because you not having to deal with that makes your life so much. Now, I'm not saying you have neurotypical privilege or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just saying I am glad that you don't have to deal with that. That'll be next. Oh, no, no, no. There's already people who, oh, are, no. who talk about neurotypical privilege. So that's why I said I'm not saying you have oh, neurotypical privilege. I didn't know I, that, those. That's why I am. 
bringing it up and saying that straight up. <laughs> okay. But I am glad that you don't have to deal with it. Now, what is it like to live with those things? That's a loaded question. Because he, here's the thing. It's not the same for everyone all the time. But let me give you a brief example of, of what. So with the anxiety, the anxiety for me is not always a constant thing. That's uh, that's that's less of a thing that I have than uh, the depression. But like after I got out of the psychiatric hospital, on the first nights I went with the Petersons to uh ice hockey game where uh, one of the kids was playing in the pep band. Mm. So I went with Andy in that and we, mm. we were just in the stands in that. And, you know, anxiety can be triggered by a multiple situation. In this case, it was all the people around me. Like literally I felt like if you've ever been nervous about something, Mm -hmm. I felt nervous just because there's that many people and I was just anxious. Like I was on edge the entire night I was there. I was like, just in there like, oh my goodness, why are there so many people? I'm going to have a problem. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it, it was not good. <laughs> okay. And um, the medicine they had put me on, I'd only been on for less than a week. So I wasn't fully into it yet at all, mm -hmm. you know, so it was yeah. still getting in my system. Right. And so, you know, part of it was, was partly in my system. And my system was still adjusting to the medicine. So it didn't know what to do fully. And so I was like, <laughs> I looked like a nervous, like twitched out, you know, drugged out person there. Just kind of like <laughs> looking all around nervously, you know, and, and there are things can, can bring on that anxiety. You know, for me, it's groups of people. Uh, for other people, it could be having to speak on stage. For other people, it could be uh, being put on the spot. For other people, it may be a per particular type of situation that they're, you know, and, and it's just that real extreme nervousness where you lose that focus, you lose that ability to concentrate, you lose that ability to think clearly, and all of a sudden you're just in fight or flight mode the entire time and you don't know what to do. Hmm. So how do you, as someone who, who doesn't deal with that, help someone who does deal with that? I guess maybe it's not necessarily help, but it's just, uh, I guess then what do you do <laughs> not cause more harm to an issue? Right, right. Well, that's what, yeah. which, which I that, guess that, in a sense would be helping. Yeah, but, that, that's why, that's yeah. why I, I said it that way. Yeah. How do you help? Well, First off, if you notice your friend or someone you know that is having, um, you know, a, a nervous react, having anxiety, and that and the anxiety could also be like shortness of breath. Their their chest could feel like they're it's tightening up. Could feel like a heart attack almost. They could feel lightheaded. They could feel like they're trapped. They could feel just anxiety can take a lot of forms. Like like if you see them taking short, rapid breaths, they might be having an anxiety. You know. Mm. What do you do? Well, if you're a friend of theirs, that's someone. Aaron notices me having an anxiety attack. A couple things you can quit. One, help ground them. Now, mm. when I say help ground them, and I'm again, I'm saying this as not as a medical professional. I'm saying this as someone who has learned these things from going to inpatient therapy and who has found these things help. Okay. So what you do when you help ground them is you help bring them back to reality, essentially. You know, because when you're anxious, you're just saying groups of people and that's all you're saying. You're just that that's all you're saying you know it's like you have blinders on and you don't have to be like all like like out loud like ground yourself ground yourself you, you don't know <laughs> like if you know <laughs> like if you know so i'm having that issue right yeah like you can ask simple questions like hey what's going on right how are you doing you know and remind someone take a couple deep breaths close your eyes take a couple deep breaths yeah. count to 10 with your eyes closed it's essentially what you're trying to do is you're trying to focus on something in the here and now, other than the thing that's causing the anxiety. So if the anxiety is a big group of people, close your eyes, take in a couple deep breaths, just slowly count to 10 
while you're taking those deep breaths. And don't just take in the breaths to take in the breaths. Concentrate on how you feel your lungs expand. Feel them, you know, feel them exhale, you know, and contracting. Because as you're doing that, you're focusing on something other than what's causing that anxiety to occur. So you can try grounding. If it's a situational thing, like a big group of people, and maybe there's like a smaller room where you can take them for a little bit, maybe you suggest they go off to that other area for a minute just to calm themselves down. Yeah. Another method, like if you need something to do right away, and I've done this before, you know, me, myself, I've done this. Like if I'm in another area where I'm getting really anxious, what I'll do is I'll close my fist and I'll concentrate on closing the fist feeling all the muscles as I close it. Because mm. as you're concentrating on that and you're feeling each muscle as it contracts and closes the hand, I'm not so much concentrating on what's around me. Yeah, you're just shifting focus on uh, something. Yeah, else. you're shifting focus on something that's not causing that anxiety for you. So those oh. are some, you know, ground, take them away, you know, help them divert their... Don't make a scene out of it. Yeah, don't make a scene <laughs> out of it. Definitely don't make a scene out of it. Making a scene out of it will make it... 5, All 10, 20, 30, worst. 40 times worse. And they'll make them yeah. self-conscious about it. And that's the third thing. Don't make conscious. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, don't don't be like, I can't just have an anxiety attack again. Get I over can't come it. on. Get over it. You're just here in a group of people. Really? Can you not make a scene? Because they might make a scene too at some times if they're really angry. Right. And don't chide them. You know, don't don't make a big deal of it. Help them ground themselves, you know, pull themselves out of the situation if they really have to, you know, and there's some other techniques out there um, that can be used, but those are the ones that I have found for me personally have been probably the most helpful for the anxiety stuff. Now, again, like I said, anxiety for me is not one of those things that is the most common. My most common thing has been depression, what dealt with for most of my life. Now, that one is, <laughs> I, I like, like I tell people, it's like living in a world full of color and all you see is black and white. It's very, or gray, gray tones. It's very dull, very blah. You know, when, when you look at a photograph that's gray tone, it's like, oh, look, there's a flower. That's cool. Neat. But then you see the same photo and color and you're like oh that's a bird of paradise flower oh my goodness look at all the colors the sombers the the radiance the brightness and it, it's a completely different experience right and then when you're back to depressed you're like oh look it's a field of grass yay <laughs> nothing special about this thing. yeah you know and it, again this is how i processed it you know when i was you know everything just was blah <laughs> think of eeyore yeah. from winnie the pooh like is eeyore. me that's nice Nobody cares. It's gonna die anyways. You know, that sort of stuff. You know, and those were thought patterns that were going through my head all the time. Nobody cares. I don't oh, yeah. I couldn't show up and no one would give a rip. Blah da 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 da. And, and that is a very real mindset for someone living with depression. Mm. You know, and it it does get to the point, you know, for some people where they go, well, no one cares. No one's going to miss me. I might as well swallow five million pills and make them not miss me even more. Poof. Okay. Yeah. It does get that way. It does. It got there for me. And that's why I w ended up in the psychiatric hospital for a week. Yeah. You know, and I got myself stable stabilized mm -hmm. and uh that was very helpful for because i needed that oh yeah and that experience is going to be slightly different for everyone and i wouldn't wish that experience on my worst enemy i wouldn't wish that experience on hitler if he was still alive that's how much i am not a fan of this experience and how do you help someone with that wow that one's a loaded question <laughs> and, and i say that because people's personality is going to differ on how you help yeah them. but I, i'll give you some guidelines again as a non-medical professional okay one don't try to solve their problem again as we talked about with the accountability thing 
You can't solve their problem. You, you as Mr. Johnson, cannot make me feel better when I'm depressed. Nope. However, you can sit there and commiserate with, you know, th- think about, again, uh, going back to Winnie the Pooh books, you know, with Eeyore, Eeyore and all that, right? Pooh and Tigger and all that didn't try to necessarily, like, fix all of Eeyore's problems. They tried a couple times, like, but you know what they did for the most part? They included him in things. Yeah. They just let him be there and let him be him. Now, and, and that works sometimes when you're just in the blah. Right. Right. But if it's someone who is maybe a little more threats of self-harm, which even if someone makes a threat of self-harm, you have to take that seriously. So yeah, don't take it lightly. <laughs> you have to take it seriously. But if there, if it's more of a threat of self-harm, then that's when you kick in from the, from the, um, where you just have them around, you know, make sure they're included, make, you know, just commiserate with them, you know, sit with them and sort of thing to the whole, hey, should we get you treatment sort of thing? Do you need help in any other way? And some of that may be, you know, especially for people uh, of the Christian faith, you know, and again, I'm not saying this is the thing. So people are going to go, oh, you need to pray it away, da, da, da. Some of that might be needed, okay? So it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt, no. okay? Now let's not, let, let's not beat around the bush here. We are spiritual beings living in physical bodies. So if we are not right with God, that is going to impact us physically. And if we're not physically right, that's going to impact our soul as well. You know, it's a it's a it's a bidirectional conversation between the soul and body. So is it possible that, you know, some things are going on in your spiritual life that maybe you need to clean up and get taken care of and that will help you out some? Yes, it's possible. Would I say that is the solution every time? No. I would not say jump right to that. That is a case by case solution. Per person. Some people, it's going to be a spiritual thing. Some people, it's going to be a chemical imbalance. Some people, they're going to need vitamin D and sunlight. And once you kind of rooted through that, and you know, you're, you're in order to root that through that, you're going to have to talk with a professional. So whether that be a counselor, um, a pastor to help maybe root out if there's any spiritual, you know, or a good friend, you know, who could provide good, do that. But once you've kind of rooted, then you know what's are. If it's more on the spiritual side, start working on a plan to address some of those issues. If it's on the vitamin D deficiency side, take that vitamin D pill once a week, you know, for when you need it. If it's a chemical imbalance in the brain, get the appropriate help. Now, however, if they are saying they're suicidal, then that kind of escalates things up even a little bit more, which then means you either need to either A, get them in the ER or B, get them into a psychiatric hospital voluntarily. Mm. And then once you're in there, the treatment can be done as prescribed by a doctor in there, and then you can do things such as outpatient treatment, uh, inpatient treatment, or ongoing psych, uh, counseling and that. So you can do that sort of stuff. But what it comes down to what you do as a person or someone who's depressed, make sure they're safe. If they do, if they have said that they have had thoughts of self-harm, take away their knives, take away their guns, take away their alcohol, take away their, you know, take away anything that they could use to hurt themselves. If, you know, check up on them every day, every couple hours. If it's real bad, yeah, right. Check up on them every couple of hours until you're able to get them to help get them some treatment. And they have to be willing to go to treatment. You can't force them unless unless mm. they attempt to take their life. So like if they actually try slitting the wrist or they actually take a bunch of pills or whatever and they injure themselves, then you could take them to the ER. And from there, after they're treated at the ER, the ER uh, forces them into a psychiatric hospital. And that's not something that you do light, but you have to do that sometimes to save their life. And they're going to be upset with you about it, but that's do. Other things you can do, like I said, if you're if they're not at that, that suicidal level, just be there for talk with them. Don't be like, how is your depression? <laughs> oh my goodness, you look more depressed today than yesterday. You don't do don't that. Don't focus on that. <laughs> you ask them how they're doing. Just yeah. Ask invite them to things that you got that you would normally do together. Do you normally go shooting? 
take them shooting. Do you normally go to a coffee shop? Take them to a coffee shop. Do you normally go to movies? Well, hopefully you're not doing that during the pandemic, but out, outside of pandemic hours, go normally take them to a movie. Do right. what you normally would involve them in those normal activities so that they still feel included. Because the natural inclination of depressed is to stay away from and to self-isolate as much as possible. <laughs> and then once you, <laughs> once you self-isolate, it just becomes a downward spiral. From there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the one thing, I, for this Colorado trip, <sighs> I know I have. I have a friend that has some mental health stuff going on. So I wanted to make sure that them... They're okay with me and my other friend about bringing any guns along, kind of just in case, like you know, depending on like, are you, if you are you in a good place or are you not in a good place? Like you know, obviously they could be now, but as time goes on, maybe not later. So I guess my, my thing with that was I was just wanted to make sure that they're, I guess, just making sure that that if that wouldn't be an issue having you these also have around. to make sure that you're on good enough terms with them mm-hmm. where they're going to tell you the truth. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not on good enough terms with them, where they might just go, yeah, 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 it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And then and, and even then, this is my personal record. Yeah, take the safe. Oh yeah, and lock. Them. Yeah. And that was the whole point of getting one was because I bought a safe for the trip. And to put them the away other person out. who might be bringing a gun puts it in the safe. It's either the safe or no gun. Yeah. And that's the only way it happens because they may be saying fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this as someone from personal experience. It is real easy in the course of, especially if they're going on a trip with people, if if it's depression or I, I don't know what it is and you don't have to say it with mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it, like if it's depression or anxiety in that, it's constant social interaction can dr- quickly drain. drain. And when you quickly drain, you can flip. Snap. Not so much snap. Uh, well, it's more okay. like a flip. Like yeah. you can flip okay. from being real good to I'm done in in the course of a couple of days. Yeah. So. So. That, yeah. that, that's my caution to you right. at, at a personal level as someone who knows that that can happen. Now, mm. if they're more of an extrovert, the drain might not be as much. Right. But yeah, no, yeah, and that was, yeah, it's definitely, I, I bought a safe for the trip knowing just, well, not, not one, I mean, it's like, well, one locked up if something like that were to happen. But then also it's just like, you know, if when we're out and about and we don't need a gun with us or have to have one, it's locked up. So hopefully people don't steal it if people decide to try and break in the place where it's, but yeah, though, there's definitely a safe where everything will be able to be stored while, you know, it's unsupervised or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Man, got to be careful things. Yep. Always the precaution, something like that. Got to be a responsible gun owner, yep. especially if you're going to be traveling with people who yep. um, are depressed or anything like that. Yep. Um, now, obviously, if they're seeking treatment for it and, you know, and all that, hopefully oh, yeah. they're in a good spot. The, but you never know. Traveling with people could be stressful and could trigger things. Oh, absolutely. But hopefully nothing bad. No. And yeah, I, I like knowing... The people I'm going with, I have, I personally have no concerns, but it's just taking that precaution safe. Mm-hmm. Make sure that everyone will be, is good, good place. So did I answer your question adequately there? Oh, I would say a little bit. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, obviously for yourself. Because I, mean, I, I mean, yeah, unless you have someone, you know, with you talking about like, like, well, any people different mental health issues can't really always speak for them. It's like. Yeah. And for those, I'd have to let them speak because their experience is different than mine in that regard to the a the mental health uh aspect of what it's like living with it but also b what kind of treatments help with yeah so do your research people um but yeah uh i'm just trying to think of even 
for yourself, uh, I don't know, I guess, <laughs> for like, I guess self-diagnosing, I don't know, if like, what are things to look out for, I suppose, because like, for me, I never thought much of me having any kind of issues. I don't know. Like, I just kind of figured it was just like, oh, it's... Ah. This is the thing where it's like, I feel like, oh, it's just, it's a common thing. Nothing to worry about, whatever. Where it's, you know, I'm sure everybody has this at some point to some degree. Which sometimes, like, you find come to find to learn that that is true. But it's still not something to take lightly. Um... Are you referring uh, to your winter blues? Yeah, or what are you pretty much. To? I mean, that's yeah. I was like, give give context here. Yeah, oh, I, I was getting there. Don't worry. Because um, as far as like, yeah, just well, one I'm trying to get. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one that really kind of started. I suppose take off. Because um, it's I I would have it during spring and summer sometimes and and or fall winter whatever. Um, I would I guess I would always say fall winter was worse than spring and summer. But it was like always like getting into summer at times it would I would just like get down and, be, and then but more so during yeah fall winter times um but oh what well, well trying to think of what so i felt like most of the stuff was just caused by um well one health never been healthy well i say eighth grade would probably been my best year <laughs> but uh gosh that was oh my 11 years ago oh that's scary <laughs> um but even i guess what was it i guess well fifth grade i guess would have been the worst point of it well at the start but that was from like bullying and stuff like right. that whatever um so i guess like even from there on out i guess always kind of more self-conscious about about myself and always well as in like you know just being the weird one out being the strange kid what what do you what's that look for you're giving me this like i don't even know how to describe it like what like what are you talking about i don't know wait what, what are you what are you what are you doing you being self-conscious about being weird yeah i do uh-huh <laughs> Sure. <laughs> now it's like, I don't care. Now I just embrace it. For the Anyways, come on. But like, yeah, because I mean, gosh, yeah, from fifth grade being bullied okay. um, to that one point of, I guess, yeah, suicide, whatever. And then, gosh, and I always play things so much lightly for, my <laughs> for myself. And this is where, I guess, and this is what I was talking about, like more in the beginning, like, is it, do I, <laughs> do I, I feel like I can never actually do it. I just think about it. But it's like, I've never come, I've, I guess, ah. <sighs> How do I say it? it's like it's like you it's like you could almost be there, but it would never get past that one point. But then it's like, do you really just let it sit and get to that point every time, or no? Because one of these points is just gonna boop or not, you know? Them. So okay, know so you, let me summarize yeah, here. Sum, summarize this for the for the other people in the world. Okay, so if, correct me if I'm wrong here, and on, on, on yeah. what I'm what I'm hearing here, and what Maybe. what you're saying. So fifth grade, due to bullying, that yeah. was the like the first time that you were like, uh, well, I think the only time, right, where it was like I'm going to take my life, sort of. Pretty much. Okay. I mean, but, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then since then, you've had episodes Just, mostly in the fall and winter of feeling the blues, the down during that time. Yeah, the seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. Um, but the, the question that you had at the last moment was like, sometimes you feel like you get up to that line of, so, yeah, you of like, you want to quit, you want to take yourself out, but you're kind of afraid almost to go but over that line. Happen. And that's, that's normal. When, when I right. say that's normal, I, yeah. I, I say you hear that a lot and, and that's actually, yeah. I'm actually glad that that's a normal thing where people get up to that line. And, and, and this is why people go, oh, they're just 
they're just having a cry for it. Right. Because, you know, they're threatening for it. Now, obviously, they're threatening it. They're looking for the attention for a reason. Something's going on. It's a cry for help. Yeah. And they're looking, you know, especially if they're like being a drama queen public about it. Oh, gosh. I'm not saying that to be derogatory, but like, you know, they're like, I have a knife. I will stab myself. You know, that sort of thing. Okay. If if it's something like that, then yeah, it, it's like a, you know, a, a cry for attention sort of yeah. deal or by that drama yeah. thing. Like, but a lot of people, they go right up to that line and they get pushed up to it. Like I got pushed up to that a couple times and I'm glad at the end I decided not to jump over that line. And I'm right. glad you didn't jump over that line either. Yeah. That one time. Oh, yeah. Now, can you... And, and let me ask you this, and, and you may not know the answer. Since fifth grade, about how many times have you been up to that line? And and not like in a jokingly, I'm out. No. Like, uh, yeah. no. I, I, like a serious, I'm out. Ballpark it. I want to say, which is, I'd say it's on the lower, it's probably at most five. Okay. So it's not that. No, but the fact yeah. is you got to that point. Something drove you. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, I know your question started off as like, how, what are the symptoms? What, what's kind of like the things to look out for to self-diagnose? Mm. Things to look out for. And some of these are very common. Mm. You don't enjoy the things you used to enjoy. Oh. You enjoyed music. Yeah. You all of a sudden are like, meh, eh. And, and that could music be, if you're, obviously, if you're a player of music, you know, yeah. if all of a sudden you're like, I don't want to. Or yeah. if you love listening to music, all of a sudden, I, I got nothing. Now, obviously, you sometimes go out of favor with a certain genre or oh, band. Right. You know, it's not it's not that. It's like does no music at all bring yeah. joy. Okay, yeah. inability to con- inability to think clearly, sleeping all the time, <sighs> waking up more tired than you went to bed, but, mm. a racing mind that prevents you from getting to sleep, insomnia, um, irritability, lack of not wanting to eat or drink, lack, you know, lack of appetite, yeah, lack of self care maintenance, you know. People who get depressed may go for days or weeks at a time without taking a shower Whoa. or brushing their teeth or because they're not, they, there's they're nothing, not there's nothing, they, they don't think there's anything for. Yeah. There's no motivation. Why should I go take a shower? Why should I go brush my teeth? Huh. I didn't think about such good like self-isolation. People go, hey, oh, you want yeah. to come out and do this? No. Or people text message you and you just never respond. You no. Know, feel, feeling Feeling literally depressed, that is obviously a symptom of it. Oh, yeah. Feeling like the world has just gone blah, or you get no joy out of anything. You eat your favorite food, and you go, eh. You drink your favorite beer, eh. That numb feeling. Yeah. You know, you you don't care for anything. Those are some comments. Obviously, there's more. But you have those symptoms. And 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 I'm, I'm not saying you get that symptom, oh, I'm immediately depressed. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's common to get that for a week or so at a time. We all go through rough spots. We all go through bad times, especially like, okay, let's say some a family member died, a pet died, Whoa. you know, you just lost your job. It's okay to be a little down for a few days. It is normal and part of the grieving process. <laughs> right. Where it turns bad is when that's for weeks at a time. Yeah. When all of a sudden you're two, three, Four weeks in. That's where it's... Then it's like, okay, what's going on? We need to... Do we need to seek some help? Yeah. And it could be something as simple as seasonal allergy or effectiveness allergy. Keep on yes. saying allergy. Seasonal effectiveness disorder. You know, a lot of people get the blues, as they say, during the winter. It's mm-hmm. due to lack of sun and vitamin D. They take a... Most people, not all. Again, I'm not a medical doctor, but most people, if they take a vitamin D pill, right. they will feel better. They may not be 100% all right, but they'll feel better. Yeah. And that's not true for everyone. At some people, some people, you know, for me, it was brought on by 
uh, certain anniversaries, anniversary of my dad's birthday to the anniversaries of his death. You know, those anniversaries were tough times for me. And that's what triggered it in my brain. You know, some it's a loss of a job. Here's a funny, I say funny in cap quotes. (laughs) There's a thing called postpartum depression where women who just give birth, you know, probably one of the happiest times of their life are depressed because of various things that are happening, you know, and it's a very common thing, you know. Another thing that might be happening with you if you're depressed, you might be very emotional, even if you're not emotional. So you might be the blah, or you might be hyper emotional, Mm. where, you know, you drop something, you break breaks a nail or something and all of a sudden you're you're crying and you're gone and all those are symptoms now if you feel you have any of those things obviously you should talk to a doctor qualified doctor and just kind of see what they say and get some of those treatments and you know especially if it's the winter and you're and you notice it's happening talk to your doctor maybe you just need to go on vitamin which would be the best solution possible right but if it's continuing on beyond winter if it gets spring into summer maybe at that worth checking again with hey so uh hit up the vitamin still not we're in the middle of summer i'm tan as all get go (laughs) i've seen the sun and it's still not the best maybe we need to talk about further stuff and it's not it's not something to be ashamed of. and for the longest time i was the utmost ashamed it was something that i considered almost as a like a taboo culture wise in the church and i don't know why i thought that it just seemed like probably because it's not really taught it's it's not really talked about it's one of those things that's kind of hushed away in the corner which i feel like because of covid is now more so talked about but i I hope so because i feel like i mean it's been a big noticing thing for at least the kids where i feel like it's been talked about the most that having a big mental impact on them not seeing their friends not getting out and doing the activities that they normally would go out and do and stuff like that so i feel like i would and i would hope that it's it's not a thing where it's just like oh it gets talked about in this moment but now that things open up again it's just oh okay well we'll be we'll be all right now no we're fine mm-hmm. but yeah i hope that's not something that happens because i do feel like it was brought more to attention because of all the isolation stuff and lockdowns and all that exciting stuff that happened in 2020 and i mean still sort of ish going still on. sort of ish going on yeah which i'm glad to kind of see that some concerts are like back getting back to going but again well and as far as like events go like fest i hope those don't get canceled but i can see that because covid but i'm i'm hoping as things kind of get back that st- at least like with the whole because i remember when we talked about like how high the suicide rates went up and stuff like that and just the amount of depression people are feeling because of it i hope those numbers start to go down well that that's my hope too and i guess we'll have to wait and see on that and i i want to see those go down. and yeah and that's the thing it's like want to see those numbers go down but i can't change the world myself but could change my little corner of it. and you'd be surprised how much though Oh, I know. Trust me, I know. Mm-hmm. Any other questions on your list? Any other comments or questions from you, Mr. Johnson? Well, not really besides the one that was just said. <laughs> um, just, you know, because you're saying that you have, you can do your part in helping your little corner and stuff. And I feel like that is one thing, like, I don't know, come to realize just how small the world is in a way. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if you do your part in your area, Hopefully that'll, you know, affect them and then they'll start to do their part in their area. And I mean, how quickly that expands is you'd be surprised how much a little bit can go. So, I mean, yeah, as far as, you know, just caring for making sure they're looked after well, and uh, know that they're wanted yep. too. Yeah. And I agree, you know, the little bit of change we can do in our own little corner can help and spread out. And it's because of that, I guess I should go ahead and out, shouldn't I? 
Sure. Aaron's like, I have no idea what's going Shut on. Don't. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Maybe someday my, I'll share the backstory of this and how this uh, happened and came up. My anxiety. Oh, Your no. anxiety is going up, and that's okay. But that's all right. So stay tuned to after the outro music for the announcement. Hey everyone, this is Paul. Uh, sorry that it was put after the outro music. Uh, the reason for that is I was still working on a couple things and I didn't want to create a weird empty spot in front of the outro music while recording. So that's why it is what it is. Anyways, May is Mental Health Month. Uh, it is something that is near and dear to my heart, uh, especially with my various experiences in that. And it's because of that that um, this th- this podcast is going to continue doing what it is doing. Um, th- th- there's no changing in that on uh, what it does because it does allow for a very broad uh, array of topics to be uh, utilized there. That being said, and it's not going to start... Uh, immediately there is going to be a new uh podcast it's going to be in every other week it's not going to be a weekly thing uh gives a little more time and flexibility for editing recording etc especially adding a new uh series of editing into the mix and everything but this one will be focused solely on mental health and specifically mental health as it relates to the church big c and small c church uh, specifically around that and how at times the church has failed and what we can do better as the church in all to help with that uh, to ensure that those people who need that help aren't being just told to go home read their bible more pray more and then they end up blowing their brains out and then people go why did they do that weren't they praying enough weren't they being fed spiritually enough weren't they blah 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 enough and so that's what that's going to try to tackle and address and that one there's still a couple things uh being worked on but i expect for that one to start coming up probably uh, middle of June, if not sooner. So tentatively, and, I, and I'm kind of leaning towards this still, but tentatively at this point in time, the name of this, I don't know if I want to call it series or if this is going to be a permanent podcasting, but at least series, but probably permanent podcasting is going to be entitled, Hey Church, we need to talk about mental health. So join me in a couple of weeks and I'll go ahead and make an announcement here on when that happens. And actually what I'll probably do is the first episode of that will actually uh, come on as a user words podcast episode as well. Just kind of bridge that gap in there. So, hey church, we need to talk about mental health.